Welcome to Eagle Nation. Your hosts are Waza, Dan and Wayne. Welcome to this week's show where we'll review the Derby win where the Eagles got up and won the 51st Derby and then we'll preview the big game coming up against the Pies. But before we get into talking footy, don't forget to join us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. How you going, Dan and Wayne? Good, thanks. All good. Yeah, good to be here after a good Derby win, isn't it? Yeah, very good. We uh, got the bragging rights and... Yes, we'll go into that game a bit more in, in time. Um, more fixtures were released yesterday. Uh, did you just have a look at them? Yeah, well, so, well we've got um, Hawks and Carlton coming. Yeah, so we've got uh, Collingwood this week, as we said, then Geelong. Then we've got a bye that isn't a bye because we play every seven games. That's every seven days. So it's worked out good for us. Uh, then Carlton, Hawks. And then GWS at Optus. After that, we don't know where we're going to be. We could be yeah. back in Queensland. Because we're not playing. The, the Swans are coming too, but we're not playing. Yeah, I don't believe. GWS and Swans play the first week they're here. Yeah. And then we play GWS and Freo play Sydney. Yeah. Then we'll obviously tra- be travelling after that. So We could be travelling or we could have another four games. Hmm. So they haven't been um, advised, but Simo's of the uh, opinion that we'll probably be travelling probably back to Queensland. Well, listen to Troy. Lomia too. He's uh, Justin Lomia. Sorry, he's convinced they're travelling as soon as they've played the Sydney games. Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard uh, we get the five at home and then we're out again. Which doesn't sit too well. I I can't help but think once. Okay, so having to isolate here, yeah, it's very hard on the players. Once that isolation is done. You think they would love being here? <laughs> they're COVID free. Everything's opening up. But like you can go to the movie cinemas now. You're only going to get old movies because obviously all the new movies have shut down. But you can do that. You can go fishing, you can go surfing. The weather's a bit better. Once that two weeks is done, and that's the sticking point with them, they're not enjoying that two weeks, suddenly it's looking a lot brighter. So once these teams are here, it, it won't happen now because the fixture's already out. But would a Geelong turn around and go, well, no, we're settled here. I don't want to go to Queensland and play all games Queensland. I'll play the teams you send here. Because the, they've done the hard yards. Hmm. The, well, the only thing about this is if we travel, if the finals have to be always held in one state, that's going to be the downfall. Hmm. So will the Eagles be travelling again to Queensland? So will they be spending 60 days, which the Victorian clubs are going to be doing now, 60 days away from Victoria? I, I, I reckon the deal's been done with Queensland. Yeah, I'm I totally agree. convinced with that, yeah. uh, listening to their Premier. And after listening to Mark McGowan yesterday, <laughs> I think the grand final Optus is just a... It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's, it's, not gonna it's happen a dream, is it? It's going to be Adelaide or Queensland. I yeah. don't even think Adelaide because no, even the, they've got strict rules as well. And they've said no to team tubbing there. Oh. They said they can fly in and out mm. if they've been to the areas with open borders that like WA. But but we could fly in, in there. But if you can fly in and fly out, right, and you can get 55,000 compared to 43,000 at the Gabba, yeah. you'd be better off playing it in Adelaide. Yeah, but they won't want the whole final series there. No, no, but, but grand that's final. why I think, and it's not going to be, a, you know, it's not going to go down well. It's not going to, I think the whole final series will be based in Queensland. Yeah. I, I agree. All right. We've talked enough about the COVID stuff every week, so we're not going to talk anymore. Useless trivia. The third quarter in the derby on the weekend, that was the first time Eagles have held Fremantle scoreless in a quarter. Mm. I believe any team 
Any team? Oh, Any team in the Derby. So I don't think they've ever held us score. Oh, well, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. so. And as you didn't know, it was our 10th in a row. Yes, so I didn't realise. I was about to throw that out. Isn't that great? 10 row, never been done. First, we're the first ones. I thought it might have been our first year, but we won the first nine. And like you said, and then we lost the 10th one. I think you said it last week in the podcast. Yeah. The more wins you have, you close it to a loss. Law of, the law of probability. It's <laughs> worrying, is, isn't it? Is yeah. it Lawson's law or whatever? Uh, I believe so, yes. All right, we got... Got a new little thing we're going to try out, question time, because uh, we've got a few people on Instagram following us now and on the Facebook page, which is good. Philip White Tiling, he's a weekly contributor. He said, would you rather an elite tour forward and backman with an average midfield or two elite midfielders with an average forward line and back line? <laughs> That's a tough one. I want to throw some shade here, mate. Isn't that what one in 06? <laughs> well, the, well we that's didn't. no disrespect to Lynch and Glass as a, a champion and Bo was Hunter yeah. and that. But ideally, the, it was the A-team midfield that won us those games. But I think the A-team side was the opposite. And the A-team, yeah, our midfield wasn't regarded elite no. until we won the grand final. Uh, what we were ranked uh, 15th in the comp, yeah. they rated the Eagles as a midfield. So, which one's better? I prefer... You can get... Okay. Oh, yeah, it's very one, hard because you, you need no, you midfield know, to get the ball you through. You know which one's better? I reckon... What we've got now? Yeah. We're all elite. I'm going to yeah. say, <laughs> my, my, my opinion is you need an elite player in each in each area. Each line. And yeah. we, we were lucky in 2018, we had McGovern in... Yeah. Well, we got six... We had yeah. Shuey in the, in the middle, and we had JK in... Mm. in they are elite players, and we had along the, in the middle there... Um, I wrote it down at home... At champion data every year, really, yeah, yeah. Like, last year we had six, and this year we've got six, even though we've got Tim Kelly in there. Yeah. The f- he's not guarded elite. The, the funny thing is, I thought I had a great answer for this question, but through me at the uh, end, I thought you were going to ask, what would you rather in a draft? And I was going to go the tools because you're guaranteed a start like an A grade tool, yeah. which is rare. Where midfielders, not to sound harsh, is exactly. are a dime a dozen yeah. really, aren't they? There's that many good midfielders every draft, yeah. but there'll be drafts where it's not even a great uh, forward. There's a lot touted well, yeah. and then they're picked, and there isn't a great one from that draft pool. All right, another one from Instagram, W well, West Coast Eagles Central. What youngsters are impressing you most this season? Well, I think that's pretty obvious, isn't it? Mate, I say every week, Snake I Waterman. call them the, well, no, Waterman, yeah. but they're a bit older, you know, and one's a premiership player, no, two's a premiership players, but I just can't stop touting Nelson, Duggan, and Cole gelling in that back line, yeah. they've been amazing, but I'll throw this up now, I was going to say it a bit later, because I've been thinking about this a lot, okay, five years time, right, there'll be a lot of changes, but with our list right now as it is, imagine this for a forward line, Brander, Waterman, who you've just mentioned, yeah. Oscar Allen, then you've got Rioli, Ryan, and Jeremy Cameron as your smalls. We've already... That's mouth-watering. That is brilliant, and that's in five I'm years. I'm going to throw a spanner there. One of those players won't be there, and that'll be Brander. Brander? No, no, I, I just, as our list is right now, I'm saying... I reckon we... And if, if like, JK goes and down there and he's still on our list, they will stop the experiments and back in the wing because they'll want him forward then because we need them forward. Right, we've got another one from uh, the Eagle Nation Facebook page, David Brown. I'm going to answer this one. When will really, really Rioli be back? Well, who knows? They haven't had the case yet. So when we've, you know, it's not... He's going to get two years, so people just got to remember that. It's backdated, so if, say it comes up to September, he misses this season, it's no big deal, and he may be missed next year. 
I think you could get more, to be honest. I don't, I don't think so. Mm. But it's a, a hypothetical. None of us know until we find out when the hearing's going to be. It, it kills um, me, but I find that is the tipping point. He's already served this year. He won't play this year. Mm. If it's like two years, it'll be like, right, he doesn't play next season. I think we'll hold on to him list. Once it goes over two, like you yeah, yeah, assuming, Wayne, I don't think we can hold nah, on to him. Can't, can't, can't hold him. No. All right, this is a quick one for you guys. Can Eagles finish top four from here? Oh, I think yeah, anyone anyone can finish top four. Long as your long as your win ratio is your winning is higher above your losing, you you can finish top four. Yeah, we're only playing seventeen games. Yeah, we're already in the eight, and it was looking dire before. Were we second mm. bottom at one stage, or mm. we're in the bottom four? Yeah. Well, we're only we're percentage from being we're eighth at the moment. Um, one goal, we could be twelve. Mm. So that's yeah, that's a difference. But that's the flip side isn't it only right now percentage keeping us out of top four. Yeah. Hmm. So we're not even a game out of top four. It's percentage now, which yeah. is low. Um, it's equivalent to 30 points. I said, was it last week we talked about the next three weeks are so crucial? Hmm. We've already knocked off one. We won't, I'll, we'll, I'll speak more about Collingwood as soon as they yeah. come up, so hmm. I won't go into too much deal. But then if we knock off Geelong and Collingwood... Big chance. Yeah, oh. and I think, well, I think we're favourites. I think we'll go in favourites. All right. We're going to get into another segment. Dan hasn't seen what it is, so it might be a bit of a surprise. Under the pup. Well, Dan, I don't know if you've seen the run sheet, but I sound like a Fremantle supporter here. But the umpiring this year is an absolute disgrace. What are your thoughts? Uh, Every game. It's, well, it's a, it's a okay, first of all, I'll pick up one that we didn't get pinned for, so I'm not sounding as biased. But Archie dropped the, the is it Archie? Yeah. yeah, Archie dropping the ball. That's on the ball, even by the old interpretations. But it was a bad umpire. Walters throwing that ball in the beginning of the fourth quarter, the, like, and it resulted in them getting a goal. Uh, the start, the very beginning of the fourth quarter, she gets the free kick in the middle. They blown the whistle, play stops. The fair place picked the ball up and booted it away. Yeah, and it was no fifty meter penalty. She should have been going for a shot and goal. Yeah. Like and that would have iced the game. Like it was kind of iced in a smaller format, yeah. but that would have made sure it was done. I'm not just picking on the Eagles games. I'm picking on every game. Yeah. And the AFL are jumping the chain. The rules mid-season. Leave the frigging game alone. Let the umpires umpire. You're changing the rules every second week or making a difference. Uh, change because a coach like Clarkson says it's not looking good. These umpires are probably under the pressure. Oh, is it holding the ball? What, what, what is? You know what I mean? But it, it's it's so bad. The week before against Adelaide, and I'm not being sexist here for people, but that Elaine Killer Motor, whatever her name is, no wonder why she wasn't umpiring this week because she was woeful. She was absolutely woeful. If you saw that, she gave three goals to Adelaide. Yeah, I, you know what I mean. We, we um, touched on that a bit. It was horrible, but um, I love the. See, I don't like them changing interpretations. I don't like that at all. And they hate the rule, like, when people say rule of the week. But they that's exactly what they do, is rule yeah. of the week. Um, Just leave the I, game. I wanted them to tighten holding the ball. I wanted that. Yeah. I found, back in the day, if you went to ground with that ball, or that ball, it wasn't a kick or hand pass. You pretty much got pinned when I was, this is... I'm getting old now, but this was 20 years ago. That was just, that was the rules. Well, players just don't know what holding the ball is anymore. Because mm. some are getting pinged in one game, and some in the other games, where they're getting turned around and three at and they still get given the, it's play on. It's, 
it's just mind-boggling, and I wonder why people like myself, a fan, get pissed off at it. I think the worst thing about the whole thing is, I think, at the, the first game of the year, I didn't think it was too bad, but I think there were too many complaints from coaches, Yeah. and they've stuck their nose in. And Clarko's a great coach, I know, but and he's right, some of the holding the ball is not getting paid, and weren't getting paid, but now... I, I feel now they're, 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 the player playing second to the ball is getting more rewards than the player going for the ball. Yeah, friendly. And some of the holding the ball, I mean, they're getting tackled to me. They've got no hope of it. They haven't had a hope of getting rid of the ball and they haven't got a hope of getting a first chance to get rid of the ball. And now they're getting done for holding the ball. I mean, when you've got five guys piled on you, how are you supposed to get the ball out? You, yeah. you can't do that. You know, and I, I, I don't blame the umpires for everything. I blame the AFL oh, yeah, for well, changing things. But the umpires are the and, ones adjudicating the game. And I also blame so. a lot of the coaches. People are blaming, you know, like the AFL for the, the way the state of the game is. I blame a lot on the coaches because the oh, coaches control the game. Not that they they're playing so much. You 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 look at the cameras. You look at the cameras before you get in on yeah. there. You watch when they go from behind the goals. It's that they're looking at a maybe a, a throw up in the goal square. Where do you where do you see the players? They're all forward of that center of that square, Wait. and there's not a player out the back there. Not you, a player. You bring it up. Clarko is one that's been pretty vocal about it. He's a hypocrite in a way because he says. Oh, I want to do this, I want to see the game this way. But he coaches a different way. Mm. So if you want to see it, don't coach that way, Clarko. Let your players, instead of being possession ball, mm. attack the ball instead of being defensive all the time. Mm. Um, you sit there and you have a go at the way this is happening and I don't have a look at it. We'll start coaching differently. Yeah. Um, change your team around. I know you don't might have the talent, but at the end of the day, if you're going to say something, back it up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and you said behind the vision. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've heard on a couple of podcast shows this week. So I went back and had a look. The vision behind the podcast is not high definition anymore. Yeah. It's like they're trying to save money with Channel Seven or something. Mm. Fox out. <laughs> That's another useless bit of trivia. All right, let's get into the footy. It's the final siren. Well, the 51st Western Derby has been run and won by the Eagles in their 10th in a row, as we said at the start of the uh, show. West Coast, 9 goals, 8, 62 to Freo, 5 goals, 2, 32, 30-point 30 win. Uh, Taverna kicked 2 and lobbed 2 for Fremantle. And West Coast, well, it was the Kennedy show. 4 goals, 4, Darling 2, Waterman 2, Cameron 1. Um, let's get straight into it. Josh Kennedy capped off the 250th game by Keaton beating the four goals and he won the Glenn Allen medal so deserved like much was made and it happens all the time it's the old players and it's the very young players that get crucified when your team's not doing well but if your team's not doing well you won't get players stand up so people were questioning Josh Kennedy but he is in absolutely ripping form we spoke about it last Simo week Simo backed you up to saying that yeah because he said he? he goes to, he was on Watley on SEN yeah. and he goes he's kicked two goal, two games where he's kicked four goals right yeah in the other games he hasn't got a goal so the West Australian newspaper or the media jump on him I think we talked about it last but week from a team point of view it's a tap ones that he does yeah. the best defender he takes away um, he's doing good stuff every game he might not be getting the goals but yeah but that was one of those things I think we, we talked about last week he hit one goal three but two shots on goal he didn't convert kind of thing one went out of bounds on the full moment and ended up being like a goal assist 
um, or yeah, I think it was a goal assist. So that could be have been a four or five goal game for him even then. You know what I mean? So you look at that guy, he only kicked one goal that game, but he was thereabouts, and he's thereabouts in so many of these games, and he's not fumbling the ball. He's marking great, and I'm yeah. contested marking, and I just think, yeah, he's, he's just... Well, about the clock. I think he's having a better year this year than he did last. Well, the derby always brings up stuff like, um, you know, who was this? And with the tally, have you seen the votes? Look, the voting for the Glendinning Allen medal were five votes Kennedy, four votes to Tim Kelly and Brad Shepherd, three votes to Elliot Young, two votes to Luke Ryan, and the judges were Braden Quartermain, Carl Langdon, Shane Wowoden, and I can't remember who that one was. Did you agree with the end result? I do. I, oh, I, yeah. I thought it was best on By ground. far best on ground. I did find watching that game, uh, say at three-quarter time, I was like, he's kicking goals. He's probably my favourite right now. I was like, <laughs> for our TNG voting, funny enough, I was like, who would I actually have as the three hmm. best on ground? Because it was just such an even contribution. And you look at... Um, uh, I know like, a lot of people don't like the stats, but statistically, you look at that game and don't separate the Eagles and the Dockers plays. I think the first seven players, statistically, were the best on ground were all Eagles. Mm, yeah. So Dockers didn't even come into the into, thought, into eighth or ninth. Uh, yeah, I thought Luke Bryan was the best player for the Dockers because mm. he did a good job on Darling, even though Darling kicked two goals. Yeah. But Darling had minimal impact on the game, I think. Um, I, when I looked at it, I sat there and I said, well, Kennedy has to be the, the medal winner because when the game was there to be won in the third quarter, he stood up. And when it was there to be iced in the last quarter, he's the one that stood up. To me, it was his, his marking power really Freeman showed was. out in the day and he took strong pack marks. And this is where Fremantle fans were. They're all on uh, social media. Oh, well, Shepard was better. Yeah, well, Shepard plays great every, every yeah. week. And that's probably why we don't notice him as much as what other people do. But they were just... Wind about freaking anything. Now, yeah, he was the leading goal kicker on the ground. If he kicked straight, it would have been eight goals and it would have been a six yeah, point I, win. I, I thought he should have kicked six myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, ones there. Um, Shep is all Australian football. I, I can't think. Wiedemann's a good bit of tall back, yeah, but well, let's talk about it now. That's basically, oh, he just has to be all Australian this year. That's how he was for. Well, he's not even in anyone's calculations on the Victorian coast, hmm. right? In the media. Yeah, I look at these rolling. Uh, all Australians, the Herald Sun, the Age, and he's not even mentioned. I'm sitting. What are you guys watching? Hmm. Um, every he's been the most consistent Eagles in the John Wersoff medal. He's probably first or second. You know, Gaffy's probably up there as well. Just quickly, was it? Yeah, uh, 23 touches on the weekend and 10 marks. Uh, how many Vic teams have we played this year? Was it? Huh? How many Vic teams have we yeah, played? This year? We've played interstate teams. They don't care. Yeah, so they like, don't if there's them. not a Vic team to talk about, they don't care. But you look who he's taken care of. He's took care of Robbie Gray. Robbie, destroyed Robbie Gray. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, we he lost that a, game. He's a person to shut down. He's just an unbelievable player. And he 100% can, efficiency on the weekend. And he can play on anyone. He can play yeah. on a tall or a small they did, or medium. He can play on anyone. They did, so have Frederick tall, on him. Yeah. they did have Fredericks on him in the first quarter, mm. and he did expose his pace. But... Fredericks is going to expose anyone's I was just about to say that. I don't know many players that could keep up with him. And and Eagles fans, and this is where I am going to talk about Petricelli. Now, Petricelli's kicked a bag of five, cool, but that guy put himself in the right spots and ran onto the ball. 
that's what Petricelli needs to do and look at him. I know it was his first game he wanted to do that, but he's got some talent. Mm. He's got some, and his brother's at um, Puebla. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Petricelli has done that. It's just the consistency. consistency. So uh, there's not a sample size with this kid. Yeah. It, it was great. I, I love I, what uh, you do. I'm not taking anything away mm. from him. But what I mean is he might have a slow game next week and then dominate his, again. I'm, and that's like Petricelli. I'm just watching his positions. He positioned himself very well. And he ran onto the ball instead of at the ball. And I just like that bit. Um, Elliot Yo and Tim Kelly, you know, everyone's talking about JK, but Elliot Yo and Tim Kelly, you know, they, they were pretty good. They both had 20, uh, Yo had 20 and Kelly had 18, but they had contest, they were contested positions and they had uh, 12 clearances between them. Hmm. Um, and when we talk about clearances, we had 46 more disposals in the game, 39 more uncontested marks. 41 inside 50s to 26, and contested possession was 122 to 113. We just dominated, but we didn't put a foot on their throat. No. When we could have. And this is where, and I was talking to you, I think, online, um, TNG, on the TNG media one, and I said we looked a bit too pedestrian. And that's what, we, maybe it's just the way we play. I. Oh, I can't really fault that. I, I think it was just an even contribution. I think oh, the thing even. is, in these shortened games, I, and I don't want to say I can make it, I honestly feel like that's it. When you've got men you've got to run run on, this is what, the third 30-point win? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not scraping by just, just getting these wins. I know we've had bad losses, that's why our percentage is down. But think about it, it's been a 27-point win, a 33-point win, a 34-point win. And what was this one, a 30-point win? Yeah. They actually have, in these shorter games... It's basically, in the normal season, we're only playing three quarters of footy. So if you're getting 30 games, you might only win the next quarter by 10. Suddenly we're talking about 40-point wins. And then I don't think that, you know, I I do think, I think we're still looking at it as a 30-point win is not as good. Because a lot of the coaches say, in this format, if you're 20 points up, like, that's a hard lead to get back. They're saying that and that because you, by the time you steal momentum back, the siren's going to go. Yeah. And it's quarter time. But also, they and you lose momentum. Once they've got momentum, they're flooding. That's when that. This is where all the yeah. flooding comes back in. Oh, they're just flooding yeah. the, the last six minutes. Yeah. There's a. And I think I've worked out what they're doing now because what they do with the you know, signs, and one of those commentators said, uh, I can't. It was a game last week I watched. They said, I wonder what that sign means. And I looked at the thing, and there was six minutes to go. And every time that six minutes to go, yeah. that sign went up. That's so that's down. a sign. That's obviously a lockdown sign. Yeah. Flood the back line. Yeah. And I wonder so, if they know if that is to do with the quarters away. Since you said something about that yesterday, uh, on, on the uh, interview you had, uh, we're coaching, we're finding out, you know, get the momentum up, we're working how, when we've got to close the game down and stuff like that. But he goes, it's only going to take one team to change all that. Yeah. So he goes, we always got to be on a board. And he goes, some of the younger coaches have taught some of our, us older coaches a few different things. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've changed a few things and tweaked up. The game does up. always evolve, doesn't it? It, yeah. it wasn't that long ago zone, of, zone defence didn't exist. Yeah. That came in in 18. Hmm. Yeah. And no one does it. And they obviously saw something on the weekend at three-quarter time. Even though we held them goalers, they immediately put Waterman down as a loose player in the back line and played a great, great, great quarter. Took some great marks. In saying that, if they weren't so... And this is my only criticism of Fremantle because I reckon they've got a good list going forward. Their kicking is friggin' woeful. Hmm. Oh, Tabernas. Their, their kicking... They had Rory Lowe 15 metres in front misses. Hmm. 
He, he's got the uh, goose step going with the old Kennedy yeah, goose step. Yeah, stutter step, man. Yeah, Tab- what's going on there? Tabin is um, the modern day Travis Cloak. Oh, uh, Left footer, can't. I love that call. Kick, that sums it up perfectly. He can kick it 60 metres out, but it, when he's 20 metres out, he's great mark, but he's just got to get his kicking right. But that's always and been that his fault, though. Um, and I want to have a go at Frio. Frio fans, on, you know, they always come up, excuse us, because I lost. And they go, oh, we had eight first... Game um, front liners, and you didn't have eight. You had Fife out, you had Hamling out, and you had Pierce out. All the other guys aren't top line players. No. They're good players, but they're not. They might be in your top twenty-two, but they're not top line players. See, this this is almost like uh, the question. Let's throw back right to the beginning. What would you like an A grade midfielder, or you know, we're yeah. talking about that. And Frio is just showing us. I know they're not A grade, but they lose Fife. But they're so dependent on Fife and Walters in that side. To them, as soon as they're out, they act like half their teams out, and it's yeah. not actually true. Where, where arguably, sure is it? You could argue. I know. Have different opinions would be our best midfielder. You could argue Gaff, you know, you could argue any of them because, but that's the point I'm making. I, you could argue them because we don't rely on one. I think our midfield was really good on the weekend, Maybe. and um, it showed that they're starting to blend together because Walters winning in the midfield had no effect on the game except for one mm. a nice throw. You know, that was a <laughs> and he no. straight down the low. Yeah, the that's clearance. the one I was really that's the one you oh, had the goal so, I was so critical on that. I had a look at it again last night. She was wrong footed, but I can see where you come from. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Darcy Tucker did nothing. Their younger guy, Schultz, mm. did nothing. Mundy had no effect on the game. Banfield had no effect on the game. Um, Chera had no effect I, on the I, game. And Brayshaw was probably one of their better players, but he had no effect on the game. Like, I, it's funny. I, this is the same I wanted to talk about, and I completely forgot till you mentioned this. So Chera's a what? Pick five? Yeah. Brayshaw was a pick two? Five. Okay. Now, that, how did you rate Ainsworth's game? Ainsworth was serviceable and he did his job. Chera, being a pick five, had only a couple more disposals than him. And then Brayshaw only had like four or five. So, yeah, they've had more of the ball than him. But Ainsworth was taking marks down back and putting yeah. his body on the line. And when you're comparing a late second-round pick, a pick in their 30s, hmm. to a pick two and a pick five... That's not very good for Freo, but it's great for us, isn't but it? All, yeah. all I'll say on that is that you're a different Z. You've got Ainsworth playing with Kelly, Yo, Gaff, oh, in the middle, middle yeah. and then you've got the other two young guys playing with Sonny Walls, and that's it. I, and I must say, so I, we're, we're, it's certainly not so much the supporters, yeah. uh, the, the, the coaches. The supporters who are whinging, the coach, I like Longmuir. I really like yeah. what he's doing at Freo because he said... We're two to three. We've got to be realistic. He says we're two to three years away well, from said, being any he top. He said he's got their game plan to go yeah. up. Yeah, we're rebuilding. We're, they're more mature, and that's good. And I said they've got a good list. Yeah. yeah. Just quickly, what do you mean by that? Do you mean uh, because they're more in the midfield, their numbers should be higher? Is that what you're no, saying? No, what I'm saying is that Ainsworth. You're saying Ainsworth was serviceable, yeah. but he's got he's got those guys yeah. to work with. That you, you can't expect Chera and Brayshaw to go in there without Fife. Yeah, they're without, you're, you're yeah, saying you yeah. can't expect Chera and Brayshaw to be that good when no. they haven't got the support. They need yeah. they but, need guys you know I mean? they Look, need guys like Fife there who are going to yeah. take. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, with I agree them. with that. But uh, to launch off what you've just said, to me their numbers should be higher because they're getting more game time in the middle. Where as you said, Ainsworth mm-hmm. isn't getting much game time uh, because of what you mentioned. 
their disposable efficiency should drop right down because they're under pressure mm-hmm. because they haven't got those big boys protecting them and that. So more disposals, lowered disposal efficiency. So to me, that's still damning that they've got so much midfield minutes and still only getting a couple more disposals than Ainsworth. And we're talking about 50-game players now. Like, they're young, but they've played a lot of footy. They have. Yeah, but even so, 50 is not class as an experienced player. Oh, well, enough about Frio, because they lost. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get on to a game that's going to really set our season up or it could destroy oh, our just season. Just quickly, I loved Gaff's game too. Oh, Watching that game, uh, when I said I didn't know who to vote for, I actually gave Gaff my one vote out of oh, three because of his last well. quarter. He just kept running that last quarter and he got like a lot of disposal in that last quarter. Well, I cheated. I don't know if you saw, but I gave four votes. Oh, did you? I gave Jack Waterman one as well. <laughs> I, had, I had Waterman as two votes. Can I just quickly say, I know you want to get on, but I can't... I can't believe people in our, our group still bag Gaffy. No, uh, if, you, if you're really a true football follower, what, go to the game and watch it and just watch him because they, he, they, he links up so much. much. He links up so much. But I know his disposal at time is crap, but his link is yeah, sublime. Like I always Absolutely say, sublime. who's going to replace him? Oh, we haven't got one. So shut up. Okay, so just quickly, it's just you say things that it reminds me of saying, all right, so out of the ball accumulators, who gaffs part of that, so it doesn't matter, midfield wings, it's just pure ball accumulators. The worst five for uh, goal involvement Gaff isn't in. No. So when people say that's a Florian's yeah. game, it's not true. No. The, the, out of all the accumulators in the AFL, the top five, not one eagle's in it. So when they get the ball, they do tend to cause well, a chain of play that gets a lead still got. I'm going to put this out to our listeners. If you disagree with us, tell us why you reckon Gaff shouldn't be in a win. If you can't do that, then don't bring it up again. <laughs> all right, catches. We're going to go home to the, the bounce down with the uh, Magpies game. All right, the Eagles play Collingwood this Sunday at Opta Sable. The first time a crowd can go there at 135, 30,000. Well, basically 25,000 because I reckon it's 5,000 staff, which mm. who knows if that's right. The last five times the Eagles and Collingwood have met, Eagles have won four of the last five. Collingwood won the last one last year by one minor point. And... I bought up at that time last year. That was one massive point because it cost us a top four position. Uh, d- don't bring it up, mate. I'm so sick <laughs> of it. I still remember being at that game and Darn getting on a bad angle on in the 50 metres. They're pushing the back after a mark so he couldn't play on. I cheered. I thought, 50, you know, I was excited. and I thought, it's a clear 50 metres. He's like, pushed him so he couldn't play on in the back. Like, it was massive. And then he just called him back and he had to take the shot and misses and then boop, lose by a point. I was <laughs> furious. But I can't wait for this game. I keep bringing it up. You know, we win the three in the row. We've already chalked off one, ticked off one. Pies go in without uh, Degoe and side bottom. Yeah, front bottom. If we can't win at home with arguably two of their best players out, obviously you got Grundy and Pendles that would obviously be pushing for that. But they rate side bottom so well and they rate Degoe so well. Those two are out. You know, Shep's in great form down back, so their back line might be in a bit of trouble. Uh, no, they're, sorry, our back line might make their forward line in trouble. I know they're, they're two big outs, but they've got side bottom. I mean, side bottom's out, I mean. They've got Pendlebury, they've got Meyerchip, they've got Stevenson, they've got Trelaw, they've got Taylor, Barco, Moore, Ruffett, Grundy. Grundy there, you know? Yeah. What, what's going to happen there? Are we, are we bringing in another Ruckman? 
So are we going to play two ruckmen? Uh, two Richie did ruckmen. People would say what they want, but my check's the most informed forward in the competition. He is, he's dangerous, without a doubt. He is dominating. He is dangerous. He is dominating. He, he, he positions himself he's well. A big, strong boy. And Stephen, he's got to run. Stevenson gets off to good starts, but the last game they started him in the midfield, so he wasn't a damaging. I don't think they'll. They with Dugowie out, he'll be up forward. Um, but we know what we can do with him. We did what we did in the grand final. We strangled their forward line. Um, it's going to be interesting. Grundy's going to be the talk and Nick Nat. Yeah. That's why I'm saying, do you bring in a Bailey Williams? Oh, do you, I, I originally said that. Do bring in a Bailey Williams? But see, it would be the Oscar Allen or Waterman well, Oscar, that gets dropped. And, as far, and I've said it before, I, I don't want either of them dropped for the rest of the year. No. I think it's invaluable because we talk about free again 50 games. To me, you want to get your place to that 50 game mark. So you really start seeing improvement in them. And I looked at Oscar's game. It probably wasn't earth-shattering last week. Did any of you notice his strike? No, I didn't see it. No, I, I realised he got fine. But 1,500 yeah. for... He got downgraded to 1,000. He's um, a number one. If it's a high score, that was pathetic. Yeah. Uh, was unbelievable. You mentioned Waterman down back in the last quarter, taking a couple good marks, you know, mm. defence. So did Oscar Allen. He took a beautiful mark down in defence. Under you know. pressure. Yeah, it was. It was a great mark. Um, so I stick by that. I I want Bailey Williams to come in, but I, I don't want Oscar Allen or Waterman out. No. Yeah, right. So look, Shuey's a definite in. Uh, Simo's already said he's a definite in. So that means Ainsworth's going to get dropped in. Mm. So we just talked about how Ainsworth was good in the Frio game, but sometimes it's team balance. Yeah, it is. And then, look, I don't think. I don't think. Oh, look, I. Does Cripps? I, I feel, feel that Cripps is under a lot of pressure. So is Liam Ryan, not playing well. Cameron did a few good things. Liam Ryan looks like his mind's on something else. But the things that I like about Liam Ryan, he, he's doing defensive pressure and he's trying and he, he's he's not kicking the ball well. He did in the second half, but the first half he was lost. Cameron, I didn't even know he was playing until the second half. Hmm. Um, I think somebody said to me, oh, what's Cameron doing? I go, is he playing? As a joke, because I didn't even notice him. Um, so, does do they flirt and bring Jones back in? Because he's a test this week mm. for his hammy. So, no, do they bring him back no, in? He's had a setback. I've heard yeah, today. I, I, he's had another setback. He's another two weeks away. Oh, okay. Is he, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't hear that, but he's not a Luke Shuey that you rush straight back in if no. he's good from a hammy. Give him a, uh, half a game with these scratch matches they're playing, you know what I mean? Just to see how he goes. Well, where's, where's this game going to be won? Where, we bring this up every week in bounce. Where's the game going to be won? I reckon defence. I reckon if they hold, and mainly the first quarter. This year, they're ranked like number one in first quarter. Yeah, they're the starting But ranked 16th yeah. in the last three quarters. They kick five, they've averaged four goals a game. So they're kicking four or five goals in the first quarter and then closing teams down. But I don't think they can do that to the Eagles. They, the way the Eagles they've played like this ever since Buckley's been coach. Yeah. Because Buckley was always a fast player. He, I mean, he was a great And we look at the grand final, fast start, we mm. close them down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you know what I'd like to see as well? And this is this is this is a coaching move. I want uh, Kennedy right to constantly just slowly walk up the ground into a crappy position on a, near the wing and stay there. Because do you know what that'll mean? He's there's no help, so he's going to drag Darcy Moore, who's in great form, yeah. away. Make. Make let Kennedy have a terrible game and not get any goals. Drag him away. Make him the think, sacrificial lamb. Drag more away if you can. It might work. I don't if think you Darcy can, Moore will play on Kennedy. 
He'll play That's even better because Darling, if yeah. he did that up the ground, keep him up the ground. That's even better because he can play on the half forward. Yeah. And Wayne's touched on a previous podcast. He wants to see Darling up the ground a bit more. Mm. So that's even better. We've touched on Oscar Allen, Darling. Let's say if it's on Kennedy, you got Darling, you got Kennedy, uh, Darling, Waterman, Oscar Allen. Sorry, let them go forward. Be the the, you know uh, tall targets up there. So whoever's got more on them. Drag him out of that forward 50. That's where I reckon the game will be right one. Take their style of game away from him. Lock them down in that first quarter. Take out their best asset this year, which has been keeping teams to low scores, mainly because of Moore's great form. And that's where the game will be won. And they're playing their midfield a bit differently now. That Like Trelaw's back. Pendlebury's... I mean, to me, Pendlebury is the key. And also, a young guy used to play it down the forward line. Uh, Jamie Elliott. Jamie Elliott's playing up in the middle now, yeah. playing good footy. Well, so I rate that's Pendlebury. where that's where it's going to have to be won in the middle of the ground. I rate Pendlebury in the top three players in the oh, line. Without so yeah, he's a great player. When he touches the ball, the game stops for some reason. I, I never, I've never seen, I've never seen, a, yeah. a, a, he gets a ball and it seems everything goes in slow motion. With his players, he just he's got so much time. I'm like, what the. Well, why did you have to do this? Like, why? We've got a low. We've agreed with everything for the last few weeks. I don't think we disagree. I reckon Pendlebury is one of the most overrated places. Oh, no, but let me no, yeah. let me finish. Oh, let me finish. In Mate, the perfect, no, yeah, overrated in the pure sense of it. Where he is a good player. I would even say a great player. But overrated is in people rate him better than I think he actually is. Okay, so you said top three, Wayne agreed. Mate, he would be a top ten midfielder in the comp, which is good, but he's not top five. You know, I'd have five, I'd have Dusty, I'd have Salwood, I'd have Dangerfield. Mate, Kelly's form last year, I'd have Kelly, I'd have Lockie Neal, a fit Dane Zorko. Like is a goal kicking mid a fit Dane Zorko I would have over him. Well, that's a be- and that's a beauty. It is. It is. Things. It is a big call. And when I, so that's what I say when I say overrated. I mean the pure set where he's rated higher than I think he actually. Only, is. Well, only three of those players that you name are captains. And when they come to leadership, I don't think there's any better than Benelbury. Maxwell was a captain, and I wouldn't say he's <laughs> the I, best defender in the comp. <laughs> I, I rate him in the top three most influential players in the league. He has to bring that He lifts that team to. He's taken that team from. Le- leadership. Shit I, no, I agree with the leadership. Everywhere. Yeah, the leadership aspect. I, I rate highly. I'm, I mean, pure on field. But he is. Like, he never gets but, Yeah, I, I think he's a great captain. He, he walks if we're talking six, about the best captains, yeah. He walks around six a, guys in the middle of the ground and no one tags him. That's what I'm saying. When he, he needs gets a ball. When he gets a ball, and like, all your. Um, Opinions are uh, warranted as well, right? Because oh, it's just a, yeah, it is right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when he gets a ball, it's, uh, to me, it's just like slow motion. Everyone stops, and it's it's not just once or twice. Every time he freaking gets a ball. Okay, I'm going to get real childish here. Okay, you're going to watch it. You're how right. many brown roses he won? Oh. If he's a top three bid for the cup, how many brown roses top three bid for the cup? <laughs> and let's be honest, hey. was he he wasn't in the top five in the grand final? Uh, well, that, that's fair enough, but. Overrated. No. Overrated. That's because he got tagged. He yeah. got tagged. He had to tag. Well, no, we went sidebottom, didn't we? Look, you just said Salwood. He hasn't won a Brownlow. Yeah. No, not all. Zorko has it. No, yeah, I just... Five think. has and... Dusty, but, Dusty. Just out of curiosity, who, so top three, who would be your other two? This is off tangent, but what do you... Maybe five? Yeah, five Martin. has to be. It doesn't, yeah, so, I'll go Dustin Martin first, because he's the most influential. I don't think he's the greatest player, but he, what he does, he turns... He wins games. 
He right. changes games in a second. Yeah, set. He, he wins games, but he can be beaten. Nat Five, he's carried a team for four years. Um, and, you know, last year he won the Brownlow. Um, I don't think he should have, because, but he stuck out. He was just, he stuck out like a beacon. The thing, um, yeah. But he is a brilliant player. And, and then Pedigree. I'm now debating whether I rate Fife higher than Dustin Mullen. The thing I... We're getting off topic. Yeah, Fife's yeah, Fife's weaknesses really annoy me. Yeah. He's not a defensive player. He's not a two-way runner. Maybe but not. his strengths is so good. So I would almost put him above Dusty, maybe. I don't know. All right. Um, <laughs> Overrated. That was, a, that, was, that was great. That was brilliant. Um, now I've lost the thought where I'm going. Uh, um, we've got some young players at the Eagles. I'm going to uh, go through these names. Francis Watson, Hamish Brayshaw... Harry Edwards, Luke Foley, Anthony Tracy, Nick Reed, and Xavier Neal. Will any of those guys play this year? I think... Oh, you haven't got Bailey Williams in there. And Bailey Williams. I think Bailey Williams will. I reckon he'll play very soon, Bailey Williams. I, I think... Uh, Nick's going to have a rest, and Bailey Williams will go... I, and I don't foresee Vardy or the other guy... Because uh, we're, we're going uh, to wrap past, up the show. We're past five. Uh, yes. Um, uh, not all of them. I think a, a mid... I think if some of those players do not get a game this year, they're, they're cut. Oh, no. And I, depends what the list is going to be. I, nah. To be honest, I think we'll go more of the Archies. Even though he's getting lots of game, I think we'll go those kind of players. I've got a Maybe Hammer. Like my favourite two players out of the youngsters. And Francis Watson and Hamish Brayshaw will be cut at the end of the year. I hope it doesn't happen, but like I said, um, off air, it depends on how many players we cut. Some of these young players, I want to see get a game if that happens. Um, there's another one, Ben Johnson. He's going to be a future player, Luke Foley. Um, it's just going to be interesting on how our list shapes for next year. It's all going to go, come down to the AFL of what the numbers. I mean, at the moment, the competition's costing three, $3 million a week, which is higher than probably they'll ever have because of what's happening. So it's all going to come down to numbers next year on the clubs, and the lists will be cut. People saying no, it won't be on guarantee. And now, what's it at? Thirty-eight. It's thirty-eight plus your up to six rookies. Which yeah, is 45. I, I, I can yeah. see the list being cut to about thirty-five. 35. Yeah, I don't think we'll have, they the, uh, the the coaches don't want that done in one year because hmm. they said it's not it's not going to be great for the clubs. They um, might not be. But, but they might they mightn't have a choice. Was well, they might I mean, not. There's, there's no money around. But I mean, they might not. But then where they're going to have those supplement lists, and that's why no one knows exactly how it's going to look. Those players that are on a supplement list, where do they play? Hmm. Not all the AFL clubs are going to have a reserves competition. The Eagles have already said they can't afford to be in the AFL reserves. So are those players allowed to play in the Waffle or on the one team again? That's something that has to be worked out. I, personally, I don't like them to cut it. I love these kids getting a chance. I find, and maybe we've been a bit biased, we've got that many good players from the rookie list, you know, you got Cox, you got Lynch, you know, we've got Gov right now. You know, Prittis or wasn't off rookie list, but was a mature age player. Or was he mm. rookie? Who's he? Prittis, he wasn't. He was just he was like mature. He was, well, he was, he was a rookie, rookie, but he wasn't but mature a, age. Yeah, he was mature age. Know. But that's what I'm saying. We, that, that'll go. You're not going to find these diamonds yeah. in the rough anymore if that goes. And did we do the maths last week about, say, 30,000 crowds at Optus? Mm. I did. Yeah. About 900,000 if you've got 30,000 for a Geelong and Collingwood game here. 30 bucks a ticket. But don't forget the 30... It, it is split. I realise there's a lot more goes into it. It goes into paying yeah, for everything. Don't forget the 30,000 includes 
the coaches, the players, players everyone, and but all the twenty-five thousand. August, yeah. yeah, but that's what I mean. It, it, really, they're not going to even see half of that. But just for my point, um, in August it'll be August one. It'll be um, sixty or something. But that'll yeah, that'll probably go down. But let's just stick with that. Yeah. So let's say you can get forty thousand of these games that aren't free and Eagles. Um, just because people are dying to see the footy again, you get like the fifty thousand to sixty thousand. It's never full capacity, but for the Eagles games, if you've got three games going at nine hundred mil, that's half the what you're saying. It runs at a weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. A week. How much yeah. it's costing you? Around. Why aren't they having two Vic teams like games here? Then the Eagles obviously have four games here. And the fact they're playing a Sunday and Monday game straight after each other, it's what we mm-hmm. our, what we worried and what you actually yeah. brought up about not being able to have games so close together at that venue. Well, they've scheduled it now, and they are the very next day. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday game. Yeah, well, look, All at Optus. We, we, makes we know, money. We, the money makes the world go around, so... Um, we all, in conjunction, before we finish that, Collingwood are going to get beaten this week? Yeah, I've, to be honest, I'm thinking of spanking. But again, I think a 30-point win today's oh, game's a spanking. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw one in the works. I, I think we're in for a 10-point loss. Oh, oh, kiss of death. Well, I was going to give Wayne something, but I don't know if I will now. But because you're not, we're not on video, I'm just going to give Wayne his media pass for the waffle this year. So um, if you're down at the waffle, you might see some of the Eagle Nation guys down at the waffle this weekend. Um, until next week, let's hope Eagles have a great win this week. Wayne reckons we're not going to win. Um, catch us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Um, go on to a multitude of platforms, uh, podcast platforms, and subscribe to us and leave us a review. Built. We crossed the